Hello and welcome to the new Digital Age PMU podcast. My name is Justin Pierce and I'm the editor. These podcasts are a series of short interviews with some of the amazing women that have taken part in the Practice Makes Some Perfect programme. A course developed in association with Amy Keane that helps women find and finesse their public voices. So, Lauren, thanks so much for joining me in the NDA podcast studio today. Uh, we're going to talk today a bit about innovation and creativity, especially how that relates to out-of-home advertising. But first of all, who are you? Where do you work at and what do you do? Um, so my name's Lauren Baines and I'm um, International Creative Partnerships Director at Jace2Co One World, which is the global division of Jace2Co. Um, I'm currently on furlough from that role because obviously uh, it's been a quite a tough time for outdoor. Um, but I've been in outdoor for nearly 16 years. And um, my focus of, I guess, my career has been digital um, and, you know, cross-market campaigns and also, you know, dynamic and sort of the rise of, uh, you know, more creativity in the digital arena. Perfect. Well, let's talk a bit about creativity and out-of-home. Uh, obviously, you know, COVID's come along and put a pause on a lot of the lot of the work as people stayed indoors and didn't go out on the streets as they once did. But uh, what's happening, do you think, generally in the levels of creativity we're seeing in the out-of-home medium? Um, so I think it's, it's outdoors, as you said, has been a really, really creative place over the last few years. Um, we kind of got to a place where there was um, a real pinnacle in the sort of physical and digital world. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of that was um, driven by technology. So uh, thinking back, a lot of those sort of augmented reality campaigns, whether you're kind of popping bubbles on screens or if you remember way back, things like Lynx Angels, where there were angels dropping. You know, there, there was a huge um, kind of stunt culture that was then being pushed onto social media. And so I think that that's where it was until uh, suddenly lots and lots of markets began to digitise their inventory. And then what you saw was uh, a huge amount of opportunity in terms of networks, obviously more flexibility in buying, in terms of the you know, programmatic is being sort of started up and talked about quite hotly at the moment. So now is the time we can, for the first time ever, I guess, work you know, cross-market, start to think about you know, adapting creative in a much more digital way. Um, and, you know, in the last couple of years, we've switched from kind of Flash to HTML5. And that, you know, even internally has been a huge thing about how we can do more creativity and data. So you mentioned you mentioned programmatic and obviously digitization, digital out of home is, is the strongest, one of the strongest mediums around at the moment. Uh, when it comes to the creative technology more or out of home, what are you most excited about? What's, what's really sort of, you know, exciting brands? What's, what's turning out of home on its head? Well, I think I mentioned there sort of the use of data. I think what's a little bit disappointing at the moment is that if you look globally at um, those sort of dynamic and uh, contextual and data-led campaigns, it's only 6% of um, the global campaigns that are running outdoor. So there's a huge opportunity to, to get it right. I think what's been stopping it perhaps is that we, as, a, as, as you said, you know, we're, we're right at that instance in the Hot Topics programmatic and we're getting our head around a lot of logistics and how it works and, and it's all very, very new. Um, but, um, you know, we, we know that if you create contextual, relevant, data-led adverts, they drive ad recall and sales hugely. 
So it's something that I think is becoming you know, the trend and so that we're trying to push and do more of. And we're starting to see a number of brands uh, enter that space and kind of create learnings that we can, that we can use uh, and better upon. Now, what about, what about uh, integration with other mediums? Obviously, you know, omnichannel marketing is uh, the biggest buzzwords around. And we know that consumers don't live on one channel. They live seamlessly across mediums and devices, and they sort of expect brands to act in the same way. So what's happening in terms of in out-of-home being integrated with other mediums like mobile or case TV or anything like that? What's exciting there? So I think I think the mobile thing is, is hugely exciting. Obviously, it goes hand in hand because when you're on your mobile, you tend to be out of home <laughs> and you don't tend to be sat in front of your desktop. So you're you're kind of I think they are you know they've always been in synergy. And you know in the previous years we've done a lot around um, you know proximity and messaging and and a few big brands like Google and Facebook and, and even Amazon have started to use out of home much more closely linked with mobile. So, for example, Amazon have done stuff around live stock feeds in Australia so that, you know, when you're searching for stuff in real time, it's prompting you on screen and also showing you showing you uh, live products. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Google are doing things like showcasing the map products. And if it's a really, really hot day and you're sweltering, you know, showing their maps about where where you can Google, you know, your nearest swimming pool and check opening times. So I think there's a lot of that prompting messaging going on. Um, and some of those big tech brands actually, and media in their own right, are, are sort of starting to use that. And you're seeing a natural synergy pop up between people searching on their mobile um, and kind of creating a public and a private sphere. So you've got the public space, which is open for everybody, and it's prompting you but then taking that action and making it very private and then doing what you need to do on mobile post that point. Mm, interesting. What's, you've got an international role, which I always think is kind of fascinating. You mentioned this uh, just now in terms of the, the small number of, of digital screens. Now that I live in London and digital's everywhere and you in that sort of bubble where you assume it's the same globally. But what's, you've got a really interesting international view. What's most interesting in terms of what's happening outside the UK you know who's doing where's some really exciting work going on well um I think that in Europe Germany is actually one market which has seemed to jump on leaps and bounds I know from working with their teams uh there was recently or the end of last year a really interesting campaign that Facebook did around um using their data for social, their groups online on Facebook. So if you're in a gardening group or a dog walking group, they were trying to attract people to, you know, join, join those. So they were actually pushing out based on location, you know, sort of call to arms for people to join. And I've had that done incredibly well. And so starting to see some really, really interesting campaigns come out of that market. Equally, um, I mentioned Australia and also New York. I think that and sort of uh, the USA, which um, is such a huge market, both of them. And obviously it's pocketed in the key cities such as, you know, Sydney, New York, uh, Melbourne. But you are starting to see that a lot of brands are taking their learnings, perhaps from what they've done in the UK for a few years and really make them global. And I think that that's a really interesting part of it, which is how we now, you know, uh, cent- maybe centralise creative in a different way and change languages and, and change by market which had, had never really been done before in outdoor because it was all very uh, market specific and bespoke uh, due to inventory. But now for the first time ever, you've got the ability to kind of run truly global campaigns. 
uh, across the market. Really, yeah, really interesting. I haven't really thought about that. Interesting point of view. And what's that? What's that doing in terms of the the investment in the space? I suppose we're seeing brands sort of do more more and outdoor they haven't done before because they wanted to have one sort of global global campaign, but they, that wasn't really possible. Are we seeing a change in in, in budget due to these factors? Um. I'm not sure. I think it's more. I think at the moment, um, a lot of these the brands that have, you know, SMTG is a good example. A lot of brands already used outdoor, found the transition into digital um, quite easy, and I think that they um, quickly sort of adapted some strategies, made some learnings, as I said, in some of the markets that were more digitised early on, like the UK, and have kind of built more of a global strategy out from that that point. Um, and so, what we're seeing is you know, more thought going into, as I said, that data and perhaps rather than it, we used to buy in obviously two week blocks and most markets used to do that and put the poster up. And now it's much more about moments and time and place. So, you know, if there's a sporting event, you can just be on for a few hours and you can have some live scores. Or if you're doing something, you know, around the weather, you know, you can just be on for that moment when it's raining. Whereas before we never really had that ability or the buying model to do it. So I think, what we're seeing is just advertisers start to look in a different way. I also think we're attracting new advertisers to the space that had probably been digital before and hadn't really considered outdoor because it was, you know, sort of a, more of a broadcast medium, perhaps wasn't, you know, directly what they they wanted. But now there's a lot more opportunity for them to kind of come and go and be a bit more nimble in their strategy. So that I think that's an interesting uh, sort of way it's going. And I think, you know, in the next few years, we'll really see it taking off. So it's going to be a, a, a bright 2021 for the outdoor industry, you should imagine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it will be. Post-virus, I think that's it. It's like rage recovery. We, we were in a good space before this happened, and it was obviously very, very exciting. And now, you know, it's kind of everything on, on hold and hiatus a little bit. But I think now with the good signals of the vaccine coming out, and I think, you know, we know people want to be out of home. I'm sure you're the same. I am. It was the first time I went out on Friday to the pub <laughs> and I was incredibly excited about going out, just, you know, leaving the house and seeing and just seeing, you know, other people. But it's just, I think that's something that will bounce back very quickly. And hopefully with that, we can get back to what we were doing and the plans we had because they were, they were huge. Okay, so huge plans will be that again. Lord, thank you so much for your time. It's absolutely fascinating and great to get an international view of these things, which is, you know, sometimes lacking. So thank you so much for spending time with us. I hope to talk to you again soon. No problem. Thanks.